Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You are listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Kotlin. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. You know, I got to spice up these intros. I mean, granted, they're, it's the same words every time. Like, I got to put a different flavor on it every time. Make it interesting. You spice it up without telling me, and then I just have to quickly readjust. Yes, exactly. It, you gotta, I got to keep you on your toes. Make sure you're awake over there. I'm awake. You're awake. I'm awake. I just pounded a giant. Look how big this cup of coffee is that I just drank. That is enormous. <laughs> I'm going to have to take like six pee breaks during this po- this podcast recording, but worth it because I will be alert and awake. And we will not edit any of those breaks out. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you guys would be surprised how long it takes for us to record one of these episodes. <laughs> and we're recording like three of them today, basically. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half. But anyways, how are you doing, Colin? I am doing great. Cool. I am also doing great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. The weather's really nice out. It is. <laughs> That's We're, why. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was actually like kind of sweating today. Yeah. On the way home, I rolled down my windows nice. on the highway. Yeah, me too. On my way over here. Yeah. Yeah. Up in, We're out here in New York just getting some good weather finally. We're used to seeing... I mean, shit, last year we had three nor'easters in April alone. <laughs> Three in April alone, and one in the end of March. It's funny. I was talking to uh, my coworker about how basically living in New York, your expectations for the weather just get lowered so much. Oh yeah, because it's like three weeks ago we were like at like single digits in temperature. Yep. But now then it went up to like, it was the, like ice rain. Yeah. It was literally ice raining not that long ago, and then it went up to like thirty, and we we're like, ah, oh, nice. We're like, at least Sick. it's not that shit. And then suns out, guns out. <laughs> And then it was like a little bit too warm for it to to snow, but it was just like like really shitty, like cloudy and like yeah. raining. And we're like, oh man, well, at least it's not snowing, right? Yeah. <laughs> now it it was like fifty three degrees, and people were just like, I don't need a jacket today. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you need something. <laughs> but I'm like, somebody at work today was just like, oh my god, it's so hot. And I'm like, no, you just remember that last week it was twenty degrees, and now it's fifty. Yeah. But once it becomes 70, 50 degrees feels like it's freezing. <laughs> like <laughs> comparatively, it's getting better. I feel like no matter where you live, you just get adjusted. Yeah. Because like, I, you, if you go to Florida like in the summer, Boo. You're, you're like, oh my god, you're dying. But I hear that people have in, like in Florida in the summer, they're like, no, you, you get used this. to it. Yeah. Yeah, your body adjusts. But with this better weather and warmer weather, we also get better movies. It is true. We are ramping up to some summer blockbusters. Very and exciting. Yeah, we've talked about it in past episodes. Beginning of the year, really rough. 
<laughs> Very Re- rough. Really rough. It's kind of a bummer because we just had that stretch of episodes where we just did not like the movies we were talking about. Yeah, now we're now we're actually enjoying things. Yeah, we're not almost, all curmudgeons. It almost made us quit doing this. We were like, <laughs> man, movies are really bad. Maybe we don't like movies. And I don't like movies not anymore. Talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> I've been fucked too many times. Can't do this. <laughs> don't betray me. Yeah, actually, and, not you know, not even talking about the summer. Spring, man. We got some good movies, and we've got our tickets to a movie that comes out next week, and I am so stoked for it. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, you're right. I totally yeah. forgot. Us, Us comes out next yeah. week. Yeah. Well, by the time this episode releases, Us will probably Us will be out. Yeah, it'll be out for like three weeks at that point. No. We all the time on this podcast are we just talking about like, oh, this thing happened yesterday, but we release it like a month later. Yeah. At this time of recording, we had just released our Lego Lego review. Which talks what? about the Oscar winners. Which talks about the Oscars, <laughs> which happened a, a month ago today. So by the time you hear this, it would have been two months ago. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, our, we're just we're just getting crazy with these dates now. Our timeline is bananas. We're gonna need to like retcon this whole thing. <laughs> somebody, somebody, get Doctor Strange, and uh, he, we need to we need to get into the quantum realm and zippity zap back. <laughs> that should, that should have been his name instead of Doctor Strange. Zippity Zap. Uh, no, <laughs> I guess it could be that, but <laughs> <laughs> may as well. The human retcon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that today we are going to be talking how to train your dragon, the hidden world, the hidden world. Not how to train your dragon three. Mm-hmm. But I like that we're talking another kids movie so soon, and we've probably already said fuck like twenty times. <laughs> Yeah, we we were literally just talking about our Lego review, and we're like, man, we curse a lot in this episode, and it's, a, and it's dirty too. Not just like saying bad words, but like content wise, we're kind of filthy. Yeah, that's probably our most vulgar episode. So, and, but that's why we put the explicit thing on the episodes. We didn't. iTunes did. They were like, hey, you guys. Well, I I did that. Oh, you did. Eventually? I did that when I set it up for oh, us. Okay. Yeah, a little inside baseball people. Oh, I thought it was funny because when it came on, it had like the parental advisory, <laughs> parental <laughs> advisory, explicit content. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get raw, <laughs> raw, raw. More, more like roar Ooh. for dragons. <laughs> get it you guys get it we're gonna dumb down all of the humor in this episode so that way it's for kids Roar. this is <laughs> and we're so off stupid. the rails yeah man dragon movie fucking great yeah, I mean, glad glad we we're seeing it i did not see the first two i know in your quest to beat me for this year movies you went and saw the third movie of a trilogy when you hadn't seen the first two <laughs> yeah well i don't want to double back and watch movies that are of old i'm only watching 2019 movies with the exception of i'm re-watching all of the harry potter movies that's nice yeah that's I'm, a good one to... i'm gonna be going to i'm actually speaking of florida i'm gonna be going down to orlando in july for a buddy of mine's bachelor party Ooh. and i don't think he listens to this podcast so i might be safe in saying that we're talking about going to a certain theme park that may have certain harry potter connotations okay and i love him he's a good friend of mine we're going to wrestlemania together which i'm super excited about nice but about his bachelor party i'm most excited for harry potter world <laughs> i haven't been to Diagon Alley yet have you been to the other side for diagonally diagonally <laughs> <laughs> I like to go diagonally <laughs> when Australian. 
Crikey, I'm a wizard, Harry. A blooming onion. What's that one Outback commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Come on, Dion, you big stick house. Get yourself a blooming onion. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. Clearly, they hired an American. They're like, could you do a, an Australian accent? And he was like, uh, Crikey. And they're like, that's perfect. Oh, so you, you're Australian. <laughs> oh, you are. I didn't realize you were Australian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Sheila, where are the Sheila's? <laughs> Gotta go bury my boomerang in a hairy twat. I don't know. What? I don't know. I'm not Australian, man. I don't know what they say. I don't know what they talk about down there. So, wait, down have, under. have you been to the other side of the park? You've yes. Been, okay, so you've been to that side. But I've you been to all you, sides. All sides. But Upside, you, outside, downside. But you haven't been to Diagon Alley since they put it in Universal. No, I have. Oh, you went to the newer section because there, now there's. Wait, is there a so? How new is it? I went two years ago. You, if it's newer than that, then no, I wasn't there. It was two years ago. Was probably right when it opened. Honestly, I remember the area where you walk into it. It's weird because I almost didn't notice it because, you know, you don't actually have to walk through a crack in the wall or anything. But the way that the wall is, it's like offset and slightly like overlapping so if you look at it from a certain angle it just looks like a wall you have to get really right up on it and then like you realize you could actually go between the two walls and into the area okay so it's, that definitely sounds like it's the diagon alley park which is the newer one right i haven't been to that part yet pretty cool yeah i've pretty only cool. been to the the hogsmeade village which is an islands adventure i haven't been yep. to diagon alley and universal it's great the hogwarts ride itself though highlight of the entire park i was losing my shit i went on it three times and i was by myself in that i'm park. surprised that was the highlight because there's an entire marvel theme section of islands of adventure yeah but you'd be losing the, your shit over that well the marvel theme you know what's funny i didn't know there was a marvel area of the park i knew nothing about it going into it then i walked over there and i was like what what <laughs> that's that's spider-man again i was there by myself Self. <laughs> i bought comics in universe or in islands of adventure they've got like a comic shop in there i know i went in there didn't buy anything though yeah didn't I, need I, bought, I bought some trades but yeah no i i mean the spider-man ride is awesome spider-man rides good the hulk roller coaster though is fucking great i like both of them i i really like the spider-man ride that's actually one of my favorites some people don't like it i like it a lot it's fine i liked it i wasn't complaining it the the marvel part of the park does feel a little bit outdated yes very much so and a little bit more like geared towards younger audiences. You know what? Which I guess makes sense. There's a lot of like a lot of the sections of the park, like the the Dr. Seuss world has a lot of like money put behind it with like the yeah. atmosphere. The Marvel section of the atmosphere is kind of a lot of just like cutouts of the characters. It's very two dimensional. Yeah, but at the same time, I kind of like that because it almost comic feels book. like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's intentional. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, I'm super excited. For that. Yeah. How do I get talking I about this? Oh, because we were talking about movies we're watching. Yeah. Went on a huge Harry Potter rant. <laughs> but yeah, rewatching the Harry Potter movies. But I'm still beating you on this 2019 March that I'm taking. You are. Against I, you. I keep watching uh, like an old movie and then I'll watch a new movie. I told you one movie recently. I was like, don't watch this movie that came out this year. Yeah, because it's not good. No. <laughs> but I might have to anyways, because I am destined to defeat you. <laughs> we, I'm, I feel like I'm we closing should, in on 20 really fast. I feel like we should ask people what they think of the Netflix thing. I don't. I don't care what people think. I know you don't care. And I feel like it might just be a little bit too late. But 
I went because we watched Polar. Yeah. And and I went and looked <laughs> into Polar, and it didn't have a rating, and mm-hmm. it only had like like thirty reviews total. Yeah. And then I looked into it, and like only certain Netflix movies can even be considered for like major motion picture awards. Yeah, but are we basing these off of awards? I don't know. Because just, there's a lot of movies that come out in theaters that ain't going to qualify for awards just based on like amount of time that they're in theaters. Yeah. But I feel if like something's really bad and gets a theatrical release and it gets pulled too soon, then that well, will also wouldn't qualify for awards. Well, that's the thing like movies that are good, they're going to pay to have their like you have to pay to have your movie in a theater right exactly so like they're gonna pay to have it in for two weeks because you need it in for i think for two weeks is what it said well, i thought it was longer no i thought it was, i thought it was two weeks it was or it was something like well spielberg's talking about making it longer yeah cause... i'm still in the camp of arguing that you paid for a director you paid for these actors it's a full length movie mm-hmm. it's a movie you know what i mean yeah there's no commercial break so it's not like a made for tv movie because made for tv movies are basically like tv specials because there's like parts that are written in for like commercial breaks and like fade outs to black and stuff like that. That's different. But at least on Netflix movie, it's one concise film. And maybe when they made it, I don't think all of those Netflix movies are made with the full intention of just being for Netflix. I think sometimes Netflix purchases movies. Sometimes. So I I don't know. I think it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It, it is a and movie. It's how I'm gonna whoop your ass this year. <laughs> it is. It is a movie with the like, polar. Watching polar was the exact feeling of why I didn't want to do Netflix movies because I got the vibe of this is just like low budget schlock. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they take like low budget movies and they go straight to DVD and it comes out that year. Does is that still not a movie? No, it's a, it's a movie. But I just so the. Netflix is basically replaced straight to DVD movies, but we would count a straight to DVD because it's a movie. I wouldn't watch a straight to DVD. I would if it means I'm going to beat you. <laughs> I am giving it everything I got. I'm closing in on 20 movies. I'll yeah. have 20 movies under my belt at, by the end of this week. Yeah. By the end of tomorrow, I'll have 20 because I'm oh, seeing, okay. I'm watching two movies between today and tomorrow. Oh, what are you watching? Don't, I know the one. I know the one. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the other one because I'm going to beat you. Wait, are you going to the movies for it? You watch it on. Don't worry about it. I'm going to the movies tomorrow. Don't worry about it. I was going to tell you what I watched, but never mind. I don't need to know. I'm not worried about what you're going to watch because you right. keep watching horrible movies, and I'm watching <laughs> potentially horrible <laughs> movies. <laughs> There's one movie that you did watch on Netflix that I actually do want to watch, though. Paddleton? I watched that already. Oh, which one did uh... I want to watch? High Flying Bird. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Oh, it's just okay? I heard it was really good. Um, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's okay. Okay. It didn't, it didn't grab me by the balls. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, that's not what we're here to talk about. That's an argument for another day. Uh Maybe if another Netflix movie comes out, because I'm sure like the Irishman, I dare Spielberg to walk up to Scorsese and say that that's not a movie when that that comes out. Because you can't think though. I have a feeling that's going to get put into theaters though long enough for him to get like, like with, with with the amount of uh you know with the amount of talent behind that film there's no way that's not going yeah. into theaters at least at some point yeah in some festivals or something yeah yeah but i dare spielberg that cocky asshole to walk up to martin scorsese and be like oh your movie's on netflix it's not a movie then fucking <laughs> dare you 
I hope he does it. Piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about just Netflix. We're here to talk about dragons. And you know what? Back in the day, in the medieval days, uh-huh. the dragon was, you know, m- mighty symbol of strength and power, but also was real. We all know dragons are real. Uh-huh. And often you would find knights just hopping on their dragon, <laughs> saddling up, you know, rubbing it, rubbing their scales like, hey, boy, it's all right. It's just me. And, you know, giving them a good old, yeah, 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 <laughs> flying off into the air, soaring over the little, the little villages, and just letting out a big dragon <laughs> all the way to the trailer park. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These get weirder and weirder every time I try to smooth smoothly transition into once, the once you park. start once you start uh, segueing I just start like I like sit just sit back and watch it happen and <laughs> just wait and laugh. <laughs> so yeah, for today we wanted to pick a movie that fit perfectly into the the children's movie theme of How to Train Your Dragon. So what movie will we be talking about today? Well, I feel like it should be obvious. Um, when we were going through movies, there was only one movie. That we were like, we have to do that. Like, of course. it was made for How to Train Your Dragon Three. Perfect, and that is Hellboy. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the rated R Red Band trailer. <laughs> In all fairness, we're watching the second trailer that came out because in this one, Hellboy rides a dragon. I mean, so it is connected. There's yeah. there's some there's a tether between the two. I, that should have been obvious. I don't even know why we needed to explain that to to people. You idiots! <laughs> That's why we were trying to be like, damn, we shouldn't have used those two trailers for the Lego Movie. And then <laughs> we, we and were then pretty we're... confident. We were like, well, we're not going to go see another kids movie anytime soon. And then, like three days later, we went and saw How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though because we were like Hellboy, and then we we're like, he does ride a dragon, <laughs> <laughs> trying to justify. <laughs> yeah, <that>. you're right. <laughs> Good point. But no, so this is, I guess, yeah, this is the reboot of the franchise. Uh, Guillermo del Toro did the first two. Yep. And uh, Ron Perlman as Ron Hellboy. Ron Perlman as Hellboy. There was a, a third script that Guillermo del Toro was actually trying to get greenlit for a movie only maybe like three years ago. Really? I didn't know about that. Yeah. And they said, no, you will never win anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. And then he won the best picture of the year for The Shape of Water. Um, but Which no, is he- a Hellboy prequel. Yeah, that's Abe Sabian. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that woman teaches him how to speak, and that's why he can talk in yeah, exactly. uh, Hellboy later. But no, so you know they rebooted it, and um, we got Hopper from Stranger Things as Hellboy now. Yeah. What's his um, Harbor, right? Is his last name? What's his? Yeah. David Harbor? Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm so good at names, everybody. <laughs> you just have to ask. David Harbor, right? Yes? Yes. Yeah, I'm a I'm genius. <laughs> Going with a different tone. The first trailer came out, and I was not too excited with the first trailer. It was, yeah. seemed very campy. That uh, was also, it was not rated at that point. That's right. Now the second trailer is out, and it has a rating, and it is rated R, and we have a red band good. trailer. Which is good. I'm I'm happy to see that. I really hope this is good. <laughs> I really <laughs> want this to be good. Yeah. But let's see what this trailer is going to give us. 
on an island off the coast of Scotland. Something was summoned from the depths of hell. Something that would end mankind. Mm. Earlier episodes, we were talking about, like, wondering if this is going to be, like, an origin. We're seeing the Nazis right out the gate. Yeah, no, this is... It's always a good sign when you see Nazis. Yep. You did. That CG looks kind of whack. It is a trailer, so maybe it'll end up looking better. Yeah. That's only just that part. I thought that the other times I've watched this, like, there's other parts of this trailer where I'm like, oh, the CG looks really good. That does not look good. Where's my fucking violin? What do you think about the music in this trailer? Not a fan. I didn't like the music in the first trailer either. Yeah. The first one was. Who wants to bring down the curtain on London and the world? Great homework. Still looking fine. Oh, there you go. There's She's not aged at all. Who hates and fear you? You were meant for this. Out of the ashes. This thing looks sick. It looks like something out of Resident Evil. Yeah. Big vagina. Oh, okay. I'd appreciate a problem. <laughs> Silent Hill or something. Stakes. Yeah. Haven't we got to be saving the world or something? Even his elbow looks awesome though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I um. Game face on. Yeah, I like the on, look, but at the same time, I'm so used to Ron Perlman's look, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to do it. But uh, no, I think this look actually is very true to the monsters. Cool. Yeah. So I'm showing a lot of monsters, too. Yeah, no, they really are. Which is good. A monster. A lot of blood. Whoa, a lot of blood. blood. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. go. There's the money There's side. dragon, dragon. <laughs> right. Riding through hell. This looks awesome. This work, that part. You know, yeah. He drops I'm a down. He's got the flaming sword. He's got the crown. Longhorns. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the music choice. But all in all, it, I think this trailer is far better than the first one. This trailer sells it a little bit more for me. I And, and it doesn't really tell you much. I don't know what the real plot is. I have read a good amount of Hellboy, and this looks like it's going in the direction that the first Hellboy movie went, where they're combining like three or four different stories. Yeah. Because um, the first Hellboy movie combined two of the comics. The first half, when it's all like the Nazis and Rasputin yeah. and all that stuff, that's all one section. I think the actual monsters that are in that one, the creatures that like regenerate or like, you know, respawn. Yeah. I think that's made up. Okay. Yeah. Which would make sense because Guillermo del Toro made up basically the whole story of the second movie. Yeah. The Golden Army is all his. There's one Hellboy short story called The Corpse, which is the, basically where they took the part where he's got like the corpse on his back that can talk. That's like leading them through. I don't even know what it is. Like they're, they're trying to get somewhere in that movie. But that labyrinth. Yeah, the labyrinth type yeah. part of the movie. But yeah, that's the first one's like an amalgamation of like three or four different comics. And that's what this one also looks like. It looks like they're taking bits and pieces and piecing them together. Yeah. But I hope that maybe it's like they're taking the like the Nazi like origin story and just making that just the intro to this movie and that's it. And then doing it like, you know, twenty years later and he's already in That's what it looks like because yeah. no none of the Nazi stuff seems to pop up anywhere later in the movie except for when they're just showing him being basically like born as a as a boy as a hell boy <laughs> I mean now he's a hell man 
He's a hell man, yes. For, it looks like most of the movie he's a hell man. <laughs> so he's only really a hell boy for like probably the beginning. Yeah, I guess so. I just looking at the cast and some characters, uh do you remember uh I think they call him Cronin in the first movie? Uh no. He's I he's don't. basically like the guy and he's kinda he, he's kind of got like um knobs that like they can turn he's got like the blades he ends oh, up killing right. him yes, yes i yes. think he's also called lobster johnson <laughs> okay that's great yeah uh he's in this movie apparently which i'm very excited about the because or the character the character oh okay yeah he's in it so that's gonna be that's maybe he'll just be in the beginning that should tie back to like the whole like nazi, nazi thing. thing yeah abe sabian i know is not in this which i know some people are like a little upset i'm a little by... bummed about i like abe sabian Mm, yeah i don't have an opinion really i also don't know the comics at all so i don't know if he is like a crucial part of the comics he is um i don't i wouldn't say crucial but he is in a lot of them yeah and i also feel like abe sabian is a good complimentary character to hellboy because they're very conflicting personalities like abe sabian is much more reserved and like like almost like book smart and stuff like that whereas hellboy is kind of more of like just like a brute yeah. <laughs> type thing. So I like the back and forth that they had in the you know original movies. But who's not to say that some of these other characters aren't going to take that place? You know, right? Yeah. So what do you what are you thinking? I mean, overall, I'm thinking, overall, I'm going to go into this movie with little to no expectation, but I do want to see it. I don't want to get my hopes up and then be upset if it's not good. I'm not. I don't want to go. I don't know, man. <laughs> you want me to tell you what I'm what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Very similar to you. I really want this to be good because I've always really liked the comics, and I mean, a lot of that stems from Mike Magnola's artwork. I love the way the comics look, but I was not a fan of the first trailer, and yeah. this one, I think it looks better, but it doesn't have me like thinking like, oh, this might be really good. Like, which could which could be better because maybe they're holding off on a lot of stuff that will blow us away when it comes out. That's what I'm hoping for. There was a lot of movies last year where the trailer came out and I was like, that does not look good at all. Yeah. And then had super low expectations going to see it. I went and saw the movie and enjoyed myself. I, you know, it surpassed my expectations. I hope that's the case here. But I actually want this to be good. I don't want it to just be like, it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah. But that's why I'm going in with no expectations. Not expecting it to be good. Not expecting it to be bad. I'm just going to walk in and see it mm-hmm. i like that they are actually are doing more in this movie with what it like it looks like he's actually going into hell and stuff because that's something that they never had in the originals right like there's some of these creatures that look super dark i mean there's that whole scene at the end when he's in hell it looks like and he's on the dragon and stuff and he's like uh, fighting these lesions of fucking i don't even know what demons corpses something, something. It, lo- it looks cool like i'm pretty stoked fire. For that. yeah i think they're trying to do the comic justice yeah. I just don't know how good the movie's going to be. Also, some of the comedy in these trailers is not hitting for me. No. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of just like tough guy lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're really starting to piss me off, lady. My God. Yeah. This, li- this line with like the Zodiac signs, the Capricorn or whatever, like yeah. that, I was like, oh, that's the, that's the moment you're ending the trailer on. So I guess that's supposed to be like funny. Yeah. But it wasn't hitting it for me maybe they're holding off the best stuff Mm -hmm. which would be smart of them to do yeah hopefully they are because like blockers was like that where the trailer made me think that this is going to be the worst movie and then when i saw it, i'm like fuck this is like really enjoyable yeah so maybe 
this isn't making it look like the worst, but maybe this trailer isn't doing the movie as much justice. And they're, maybe that's intentional because they don't want to spoil a lot of things. Yeah, hopefully. I'm still going to see this like very quickly. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. I just don't know how good it's going to be. We'll find out the hard way when we're sitting there watching it. <laughs> and yeah, anything else you want to say? No, I feel good. Let's uh, let's hightail it out of this hell of a trailer park. <laughs> I'm glad we're segueing into a children's movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this red band trailer and all of our various awful comments we've made. Yeah. So here we are, How to Train Your Dragon, the third movie and the first one I saw. <laughs> The third movie in the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. So obviously there's going to be a lot of things that I do not know about the first movies, the stories. I don't know if they've replaced characters. I'm assuming nobody's died because these are kids kids movies. Mm, You are so wrong. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Death is like a huge theme in these movies. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm going to fill you you in on this. Yeah, give me a quick rundown of like the first two movies, I guess. All right. So. Because I've seen the third one. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't need the rundown on that. that one. I got good on the third one. Basic premise: they had him in this movie, but his son. I mean, the his main dad. Char- yeah, the main character hiccup. His dad, stoic, voiced by Gerard Butler. I didn't know that. When the first movie picks up, it's just hiccup and his dad. His mom is presumed to be dead, and basically, hiccup is like a fuck up. He's like a little bit of a runt, and hiccup uh, more like fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but you know. Stoic's always like, all this is going to be yours one day. At the beginning of the first movie... Lion King style? Kind of, yeah. Everything the sun touches is our kingdom. <laughs> but when the first movie comes, like starts up, it's uh, basically like, we hate dragons. If you see a dragon, you, Kill cut, it. you cut that bitch. I got that much from this one. Yeah. I, I understood that much. So, and then in the first movie, Hiccup's basically like an outcast from his his people like he's definitely weaker and different than all of them yeah. and toothless who is the dragon the night fury he gets i think he gets shot i don't know if hiccup shoots him or whatever but he gets shot and he gets wounded and hiccup goes to kill him but he like can't bring himself to do it and they end up forming a friendship okay so that's basically the first movie also you, you notice that he's missing. So wait, he wasn't training the dragon well that's the major- majority of the first movie is him making this friendship with this dragon behind his dad's back, who basically is like, you need to kill every fucking dragon you see. So, so he's he, training it by being his friend. He yes, he he ends up training it. Also, the dragon is is wounded, and he like the dragon can only fly with hiccups like contraption that he makes for it. That's like the wing that they show in this one. Right. Okay. So. That's how they like kind of become friends. So he he is training his dragon, and he teaches all of his friends in the movie like, oh, you can also train dragons, blah blah blah. So, hmm. um, that's okay. the that's the first movie. He also he loses his leg in the first movie, which they show numerous times in this one. Right, I saw he didn't have a leg. I also had assumed that that was something from earlier film. Yeah. So that's the first one. The second one, he finds his mom. Like his mom was basically like in not, hiding or not dead. Yeah, she wasn't dead. And he finds her, but then at the end of the second one, his dad dies. Wow. So, yeah. So when the sad. F- yeah. So when the first one, he thinks his mom's dead. In the second one, he gets his mom back, but his dad actually does die. Oh right, because his mom is in. She's in. He's in the third one. Yeah. Duh, Sky. So paying yeah. Attention. So yeah, I mean, a lot of these movies actually do kind of tackle some some heavy themes. There's some death and loss, and you know, like companionship and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I actually 
do really appreciate because a lot of the children's movies, you know, they're just there to shut the kids up for a couple hours. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> I will say this. I think I like these movies less than the typical moviegoer. All of the, as a whole? The, just as a whole. As a whole. The like, Train Your Dragon saga. The, the Train Your Dragon, yeah, trilogy. I think yeah, I you're... like them a little bit less than the average moviegoer. And See, that, I don't know what the average moviegoer thinks of these movies. They are very highly regarded. Really? Yeah, the first one has a 98% Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And the second one has a 92 so damn yeah so uh damn. well don't spoil what this one I'm not, is i'm not gonna spoil it we gotta save that for later i've always felt a little bit i mean like i just got done saying that they actually tackle like important themes and stuff like that or heavier issues but at the same time i also have always felt that a lot of the movie runs on the cuteness factor yeah and there's a lot of scenes where it's kind of just to get kids to be like oh that's so cute blah 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 and it makes a little bit of sense because the director and writer on these movies is the same director and writer from lilo and stitch which okay i love lilo and stitch but there's also a lot of points in that movie where stitch is supposed to just get you to be like oh he's so cute type thing yeah. So, I mean, that's always been my issue is sometimes I'm like, uh, I feel like it's a little bit more cutesy rather than actual substance to the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually, you telling me that kind of explains a few things I had right out the gate because obviously having not seen the first two movies, I was super confused <laughs> yeah. for most of this movie, <laughs> but it was worth it. But like right out the gate, not knowing that there's already death in these movies, when you, you see the main character hiccup, He's got like this fire sword. Is that yeah. is that something that like he had to quest for to get in one of the other movies or No, I think I don't know if he made that in the second one or if that's just new for this one. Oh, but I like, thought it might have been some like legendary sword no. that they had to find in like the second one or something like So like some mystical sword that is like you have to travel to the mountains of Avalon. Helgard or something <laughs> like and no. get this fire sword. But I was like why does this guy have a fire sword? There's no way he's gonna like fucking merc somebody That's, with this thing. You know, what's, you know what's <laughs> it's funny? It's a badass sword for what reason? Yeah, it was funny what are you because do all through these movies, there's a proge- progression of Hiccup's character, where he's basically like gradually more John Krasinski. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's like a pipsqueak in the beginning, but then by the end, he's a leader type thing. Yeah. So this movie starts up and like that first scene, I was like, oh shit, this guy, like he's a badass now. But then he's got this flaming fire sword for like all these action scenes, but he doesn't do anything with it because it's nope. a kid's movie. So you can't kill people with it. He does light up like a gas cloud later, like in the end yeah, with it, which is pretty badass. But also now you don't have your sword. You just <laughs> threw it onto <laughs> another ship. Enough. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> but back to his progression, he looks like John Krasinski. Have you seen the, the have you seen the John Krasinski meme with this movie? You know what's funny? I I hadn't, but what really made it stick with me and it's I think it's my last note, so I'm getting way ahead, but there's a time jump at the end where mm-hmm. it shows him with a beard and I said that looks exactly like John Krasinski in A Quiet, a Quiet Place. Place. Yep. And then when I was at work, I was talking about it with my friend and she she was like, "Yeah, like that's already a thing." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, like the internet is already fully aware that that character looks like John Krasinski. And I'm like, well, I never fucking heard of it. I also didn't see the first two movies, so fuck me. Yeah. No, that's a thing. I, I think it is funny, though, that you said that. I'll just get this off real quick. Yeah. This movie is directed by Dean Dubloy. Great. He's a, he's a Canadian director, but he, like I said, he did. Oh, Canadian. Had, crikey. <laughs> Nailed it. How to Train Your Dragon and Lilo and Stitch. As a writer, he also was, um he worked on Mulan. Wow. So he, 
Strong animation background. Yeah. Mulan's fantastic, by the way. Yeah. And this movie has a very good cast. Jay Burchell is Hiccup. Hey, guys, we got to get through dragons. <laughs> I hate his voice. It drove it's, me insane the whole time. His voice is really it almost, it, unflattering. It almost makes his like lips, the character, it almost makes... It like hard for his voice to sync up with the lips of Hiccup in the animation because Hiccup he's animated like he's moving his mouth fully open, but Jay Baruchel talks like his mouth is half closed on one side. <sighs> he's got that. <sighs> oh shit! My dragon flew away. He's <laughs> fucking some other dragon. I just gotta let him fuck that other dragon. It's the right thing to do. I, I'm nobody without my A dragon. dragon. <laughs> Oh, drove me insane. Yeah, no, his voice is his voice. Honestly, is the worst thing about these movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, great cast. Kate Blanchett plays Valka. That's his mom. Yep. Gerard Butler's stoic. Jonah Hill is Snoutlout. Christopher Mintz Plus is Jonah Hill. That's Dirt Stash, right? It's Dirt Stash. I the one that's hitting on his mom the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I I had a feeling that I was him. Kristen Wiig is Roughnut. Did he have a Dirt Stash in the first two movies, or has that been a progression too? Did you notice his Dirt Stash in this movie? I I did, but I didn't. I don't know if he had it in the first two or not. Now honestly. I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, you have to watch it. This I thought was funny. I was curious. Tough Nut, which is the other twin. Yeah. He, he used to be voiced by T.J. Miller. I wrote down T.J. Miller question mark, but I had a feeling it wasn't because at some points it sounded off. Yeah, he was. Who is it now? It's uh, Justin Ruppel. I've never heard of this guy. Me either. But, uh, he must be like a voice actor, and that's why they hired him. Kind of yeah. like the same thing they did with Ross Marquand being uh, Red Skull in Infinity War mm-hmm. because that guy is really good at impressions, so they knew that he can do the voice without sounding obviously like a different actor. Yeah. So maybe that's why I was wondering, because obviously TJ Miller Miller's. Yeah. All the, <laughs> all the stuff that's going on with him. I was like, do they really bring him back? And then it, they didn't. So good thing. Yeah. But they can't take him out of the emoji movie. No, they he has can't to live with that forever. <laughs> that's basically his punishment for his horrible actions. <laughs> yeah. Is you have to stay in the emoji, emoji movie. movie. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be in Deadpool three. I don't know. Yeah. But not, no, probably not. Now that it's owned by Disney. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But uh, goodbye, no. TJ. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> great, uh, great cast on this movie. As with as with a lot of these, you know, bigger animated movies, they who were... plays the bad guy? The bad guy is F. Murray Abraham. I don't know who that is. He, um, well, I know you went in this movie, but he's in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, I do know. I do know. He's like the older guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was Sasha Baron Cohen. No, only, only not so much from the voice, but some of the like. Some of the inflections in his voice were kind of like similar to characters that Sasha Baron Cohen would do. But also I thought maybe because you know how sometimes they try to like model characters slightly based on the actor's appearance. Mm -hmm. And he kind of had like a Sasha Baron Cohen like look to this character. Yeah. So I was I thought it was him, but I couldn't nail down the voice. But that makes sense that it's somebody I don't really know. When you're talking (laughs) about the look now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I I could see that. But. It, it it wasn't him, but it does actually look a lot like him. Felt like it actually looked a little bit like like Billy Idol. <laughs> oh yeah, with the hair, with the hair, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I mean, why don't right off the gate, since you didn't see the first two, what did you think of this? What give me a give you an overall like a general feeling? Yeah, give me a general feeling. I was honestly impressed with a lot of it. I was the only adult in the theater without a child next to him, <laughs> so that was weird. I actually. It has nothing to do with the movie per se, but with AMC, 
you have to like pick your seats in advance. I happened to have picked a seat that was when I bought the tickets, the theater was near empty. But when I got there, the seats that I had picked were right next to the seats where there was a mother and her young daughter. Oh, <laughs> so in, because the theater was so empty, I was like, I'm going to sit at least six seats away from them <laughs> Yeah, because I, mean, I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that's a good, good call. And especially with me rifling through my pockets, because you'll never guess what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's going to lead to our new segment. Sky Sneaky Snacks. <laughs> I get three guesses. Yeah, because you weren't here for this one. I wasn't here for this so one. So instead of me just reviewing my snack, you're going to get three guesses. Do you okay. want to hint out the gate? Yes. All right. So for the first time we did this segment, and you had to guess, it was a beverage. Mm-hmm. This time, I did not sneak a beverage in. Okay. thought there was going to be more to that clue. Nope. <laughs> it's just it's because I don't want you to just go for... All right. Arnold Palmer again because it's almost always the thing that I sneak in as yeah. a drink. Um, so it's not a it's not a beverage. Did you get it from a fast food place? No. Hmm. Is it a churro? <laughs> <laughs> one whole one of the really long churros. No, I wish. Maybe next time. time. Um, I do eventually kind of want to, as we get more of these segments going, put up polls and have people vote on what snacks I should try to sneak <laughs> yeah. in and just get gradually crazier. <laughs> One whole rotisserie Three chicken. chicken. <laughs> Got to bring a backpack. I'll do <laughs> it. Just put it in a backpack. No, like nothing covering it. No one will ever check it. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, you have a whole chicken in your bag, sir. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to eat it during the movie. That would be insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> one more guess, and then I'll give you a new clue. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, hmm. I'm going to say um, a sandwich. Man, you know me very well, but it was not a sandwich. Okay. So here's your clue. It is a snack that you will often find at the movies itself. That's not popcorn, but I did buy popcorn. And it's not a candy? I didn't say that. I just said it's a snack Mm. that you can get at the movies, and it's very commonly found at the movie theater. I am going to say... Think, Think real hard about it. I'm thinking real hard. I want to say nachos because that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that crazy. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say M and M's. Okay. Do you want to get any more specific than that, or just peanut M and M's? Nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. Okay. I figured you would get this on your first guess because when we went to see Captain Marvel, I told you I bought two bags of M and M's, peanut M and M's, because they were on sale. Mm-hmm. But I only ate one of the bags during Captain Marvel. No, so so I, I just brought the other bag of M and M's. I I should movie. have followed the timeline more. Yeah, more precisely. Yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> and that is the end of Sky Sneaky Snacks. Nice. So you snuck in M and M's. Oh yeah, peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's. So you you said you were overall you were impressed. I was impressed. So it's funny because I think when I was looking at like posters and stuff and knowing what very little I do know of how to train your dragons, I wasn't expecting like a big like visual spectacle because it it's very stylized and cartoony. But I will say like 
the the animation in this kind of fucking blew me away. Yeah, this the, is the way that the sand and like the mountains and water moves in this movie looks like they just filmed a beach. It looks so real. And it almost makes it weird that the characters are so stylized because they look very cartoony, even though it's like texture texturally the same, mm-hmm. but their characters look so cartoony, but the backgrounds look so fucking real. Like that waterfall, like where that big at the quote end of the world, like where the, the, hidden the edge of the world, what is it? The hidden world, the hidden. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The entrance to the hidden world, that like circular waterfall looked incredible and i i couldn't believe it because i was thinking the whole movie would be like this almost like jimmy neutron-esque big (laughs) head animation thing if you if you look at pictures from this movie specifically like when they're in like the town and it's like there's no dragons in the frame yeah it's funny because like you see the characters and you're like oh they look they look like animated characters, obviously very stylized, right. like you said. But the backgrounds look real, so they look like they're almost like photoshopped in in some parts. So yeah, like, like dude, like the especially like the mountains, the trees, like all of the landscape in this movie looks incredible. And I I wasn't expecting it, so I was like, I was really like taken aback by it, and it like added an element to the movie that I wasn't I didn't realize I would go in and and very genuinely enjoy. Yeah, one of the things that I find crazy about this movie is. You can almost say that this movie at times is like there's too much shit on the screen at once. Like yeah. it is like it gets very busy. Well, there's a lot of dragons and, on that yeah. island or whatever it is that they are. That being said, it never looks like they had any of these characters, specifically the dragons and stuff, on a a loop. Like they didn't cycle the animation. I'm sure they oh, did. I, I get what you mean. But yeah, there's yeah. there's so many scenes where there's like hundreds maybe thousands of dragons on screen at once and they're all like they nothing looks like it was copied and pasted over it's yeah. it's really impressive how like, many things they can put on screen at once a lot of like original designs for each dragon it mm-hmm. would be easy to just kind of copy and paste because of how cluttered it is yeah and it's also funny because this studio is known for being very like copy and paste with it i actually looked it up because it's been a thing where they've been outsourcing most of the movies since the first one to like foreign countries. They basically just send yeah. them like, here's the character models. This is what we want. And, you know, they, they do all the work. So I looked up the budgets on these movies. Okay. This is the least amount of money they've spent on a movie really? so far. Well, yeah. maybe because a lot of the character like models are already they're, they're done. existent. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I was just surprised because the animation has definitely gotten better. It looks over especially time. when they're in the hidden world, that looks fucking oh yeah great. That's... Like it looks fucking awesome. And there's a lot of, I can't imagine all of those characters were in previous ones, so they no. gotta be new character models in that scene alone. There's, there's a lot of new hundreds, dragon models for this movie. Hundreds. I wonder if they have like almost like a randomizing system where you like you can add certain attributes. Whereas like some of them have a hook nose and some of them have like more of like a like a dinosaur head, whereas others have more of like a um, almost like a shark head. Some of them had where like their jaws were more rounded out in the bottom and scooped up to a point. Like, yeah, there maybe there's some sort of programming that they can have where it's just like, OK, randomize. Some have wings. Some don't. Some look like frogs and some look like dogs. and Some look <laughs> like cats and some look like rats. And everybody's Dr. Seuss. And let's go fuck our cousins or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going anymore. It's funny that you say that. Just be I don't I can't confirm that they did that for this movie. Part of me thinks that it would be harder to do it with 
with this movie just because it's a dragon, which is, you know, not a bipedal creature and they can, there's a lot of different variations of it. Yeah. But I know for uh, Big Hero 6, mm-hmm. they wrote a program so they could put more human characters on screen at the same time. And it was basically exactly what you were saying, where just it's, randomized it's, a, characteristics. it's a generator that basically just exaggerates different features. And so it's, they can put tons of characters on the screen at the same time using one model, but they all look different. That's really cool. Yeah, I went. And that probably saves a fuck ton of time and money. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. See, I'm a genius. <laughs> I don't even know anything about animation. I'm just shooting the shit and figuring it out. Yeah, you Honestly, did. Honestly, one of these studios needs to hire me. I I completely agree. Great. <laughs> but yeah, no, it wouldn't. I was just I was very uh, impressed with the animation. This, and I also saw this in 3D. Oh, I didn't see it in 3D. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a 3D movie in a long time. When I was sitting there and watching the movie in 3D, I was like, 3D has come, you know, a little bit of a way. Like, I'm enjoying this more. Then I was also like, at the same time, don't want to watch movies in 3D, especially like this. Well, back I, in the day, 3D was basically just used when, like, things would zoom out of the screen at you. Like, a tire, like a car crash and a tire would fly towards you. And it was really hokey. But now it seems like movies are using 3D to just add depth to the screen. Yeah. And just have things in the foreground and the background, and those are the things that are standing out, and not just shit that's flying at you all the time, which well, is kind of lame. All movies today are rendered in two D, and then they convert them into three D. So that's basically Weird. like if they're not yeah. if they're not uh you know going for the three D, like if it's not like my bloody Valentine in three D, most of the ones yeah. aren't going for those like money shots where it's like something flying at the screen like that. Yeah, I like the three D more than I typically do. That being said, with the depth of field. There's so much thing, so many things on screen in this movie that I was like losing, like it was hard to focus with the 3D. Yeah. Things in the background were blurry and I was like really trying to soak in all the visuals and I couldn't in 3D. So oh. if you go see this movie, go see in 2D. Good point. But I would definitely see it in a theater. I think this movie is was is a good movie to go see in theater. I think it's a visual achievement, at least in, you know, animation. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really cool. Surprising for me. Yeah, maybe I would have seen it coming if I saw the first two and it was similar. But well, like in the first one, there's like maybe like at, there's like it's much more skilled back. There's like maybe like twenty dragons in the first one. Okay, there's, towards the end, there's like oh, there's way more. But yeah. for the most part, it's it's scaled back. Now, like the village has like thousands of dragons in it. Like it's just a it's whole... too many dragons. So yeah. I gotta move. I gotta get rid of. I them. mean, they're also being attacked. <laughs> now, is this a huge step up? in terms of the animation and the look of everything from the previous two? Um, or, or was there always kind of a thing with like the hyper-realistic um, scenery with these stylized characters? Has that been like a running theme for them, or is this like a just an advancement that they've done recently? Style-wise, I don't think that this is all that different. Okay, but, but in execution, how how is it? I think I think execution. This is a step up. There's there's a few okay. there's a few That's scenes. Good. I mean, just talking about the sheer amount of things on screen at one time. I mean, that was very impressive. A scene that I know you were talking about. There's a scene with sand that I was very impressed with. Yeah, on a, very impressed with on a uh, you know animation level there. The way it moves too. I think that was important. Yeah. When like what's his name? Toothless. Mm-hmm. The Night Fury, which yep. when they were saying in the beginning, I was like, what the fuck is a Night, night Fury? <laughs> Fury? And then I wrote down, oh, that's probably in the earlier movies. This is 100% my fault. I'm not lost in the, I'm not left in the dark because this movie does a bad job telling me. I'm left in the dark because I'm an idiot who went to go see the third movie of a trilogy, trilogy. <laughs> without seeing the previous films. Too. Yeah, like, 
that's my that's my bad. But yeah, no, like he's like uh, drawing something in the sand, mm-hmm. and the way the sand moves is so, so fucking real looking. It's insane. Yeah, I keep harping on it. Sorry, but yeah, honestly, my favorite thing about the movie is the animation. Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. There's a few other things that I want, like, want to want to say that I really liked, but I kind of want to get a little bit into the story. Okay. Yeah. Give me give give a like little bit of synopsis. What is this story about? Well, toothless. Toothless is ruthless. Toothless. <laughs> I can't even say it. Toothless is ruthless. No, the movie starts up. He's trying to save dragons, basically, like he's been doing. The dragon armor looked cool too. Yeah, that that that, that did look cool. I'm sure that's um, also from previous movies. There's basically villain who wants to kill the dragons they need to leave their island and toothless believes based on a place that his father used to talk about that there's a hidden world hiccup did i say toothless toothless is a dragon he don't know shit (laughs) i meant hiccup toothless is trying to get his dick wet this whole movie (laughs) he really is really is there is chasing the puss all movie (laughs) there's a female night fury that they call a light fury yeah a bright fury no a light fury Fury. (laughs) And that's like, I guess, the romantic um, subplot to this movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but no, there's a villain who's basically trying to kill all the dragons, and they're trying to get the dragons to the hidden world where they'll be safe, and they won't have to worry about poachers and all this stuff coming anymore. Right. That's the synopsis of of the movie, really. Because Hiccup wants a world where the the humans and dragons can live in peace, but realizing that that's probably not going to happen, they may as well just like go live where the dragons are from. Yeah, they they need to fall from everybody. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to pay their taxes anymore. Is basically (laughs) what this movie's about. This movie is strong undertones of tax evasion. You know what? This is a lot smarter than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I went deep on my uh, on my review, baby. So I will say that with the story, I feel like this movie does a good job of actually taking the whole franchise and kind of putting a bow on it. I know, yeah. that's, I know that's something that you probably wouldn't have gotten watching it, but... It felt very Bowie. Did it? Yeah. Bowie, like David Bowie? Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Billy Idol and David Bowie in this movie. It's a fucking rocking movie. movie. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, this movie does a good job of kind of tying up everything. Kind of hits you a little bit with the feels at the end. Yeah, it might have hit me more in the feel. No, I did feel I did feel something. It may have even been more impactful if I had seen the other ones. But even not seeing them, like I could understand the concept of like a long lasting friendship. Mm hmm. And the difficulty of saying goodbye to them. Like that moment where they're like, they realize that the humans aren't really meant to go to the place where the dragons live. Yeah. So they just set all of their dragons free to go there. Because Toothless, I'm assuming in earlier ones, is set up as like the alpha dragon. So like yeah. he basically leads all all dragons. He's the king of dragons. Mm-hmm. So figured that out. I guess because he's a Night Fury and Night Furies are like the most badass dragons. Yeah, they're like the one that like if you see a Night Fury, you're fucked type thing got you so i guess that makes sense even though they he easily looks like the cutest cuddliest oh yeah dragon, he definitely is there's other dragons that look like no that dragon would fuck him up in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah like literally just step on him and be like well that dragon doesn't exist anymore it's funny because they make such a big deal about the night fury but there are dragons in like the other movies that are like the size of like islands yeah they're like i'm like how the fuck does that thing even fly yeah <laughs> Do you know how it flies? It's an animated movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it can do whatever it, it wants. wants. It can have no wings and fly. But 
yeah, the there are some there's some good like emotional moments in this. I understand the thing between the light light fury, right? Yeah, light fury and the right fury, fury. <laughs> and the light fury and the night fury, toothless and I don't know if they named the other one, the white fury, but black fury, white fury, they their relationship almost serves as a reflection of hiccups and his love interest, Astrid. Astrid, yeah. Yeah. There's there's like the parallel between that. And I think early on in the movie, they set up like, oh, you two should get married. And they're like, ew. Yeah. Or but, you, but you can they're tell. Like uncomfortable you about can it, tell you know? that he kind of actually wants to, though. Oh, he so wants it. <laughs> like, I got to lock down this beautiful girl before she realizes I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> oh, I'm nothing without my dragon. <laughs> I fucking hate his voice. I can't. <laughs> Biggest negative, his voice. Biggest positive, the animation. Yeah. So I think they did a a good thing because I would agree. The animation's pretty important. <laughs> it's, it's it's a but his voice is unbearable. No, it is unbearable. J J Unbearishell. <laughs> <laughs> the arc that they give his character though for Hiccup is really good. Like yeah, from the beginning of the first movie to now, I loved what they did, and the way that they chose to end this movie with his the... arc even through the movie on its own is really good. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I think a lot of trilogies lose a grip on is they look at the the giant arc of all three movies or like maybe there's a big change in the first movie, but then it, it kind of slows its roll. But th- I think this movie does like a good job of even even Astrid, too, has has like a character arc and like a shift in her change and like her kind of like seeing her role as his partner. Yeah. Like change and adjust like. I think they I think they did a pretty good job in like the writing aspect of this movie. My b- biggest issues in this movie, one is the villain. Yeah, he's the, he's basically just in it for the hunt. The villain right? is, like, is he's Captain Vanilla because he's the most bland villain ever. <laughs> yeah, he gives almost no emotion. He he's just like he is literally there because there needs to be some sort of pull in the movie. Like yeah. they they need some sort of force to go up against, so they're just like, okay, here's here's Poacher Man Extreme, and and like yeah. he doesn't do anything. He doesn't have any real motivation other than like oh, I just want to kill dragons. I was expecting when they showed that he is basically mind controlling his dragons with their own venom. I was almost expecting that the end would be uh, Hiccup would remove those those needles that are like in the dragon poisoning them yeah and then those dragons would turn on him and like devour him and i thought that would be like a cool brutal scene and then i realized oh this movie's like pg yeah so <laughs> i'm asking for a little bit much but doesn't that seem like they were almost setting that up by showing like oh no these dragons are they're i, I also brainwashed thought, by their own poison i figured that would be a bigger payoff in the end i also thought that because i thought it was set up that the light fury was his yeah, it doesn't seem and like then, he was really controlling the Light Fury yeah, at all. And I thought that it was almost going to be like a thing where he was using the Light Fury to get to Toothless, which would get him to the Viking village. Like, I thought he was like trying, like, basically there was going to be a plot twist. Like, actually controlling the Light Fury. Yeah, like, I thought there was going to be like some sort of plot twist where it was like, oh no, boy, you getting played <laughs> yeah, by that no. Light Fury. But no, it was just a love interest type thing. Like, he, he just. He, he used the Light Fury as bait, but had no true control over the dragon yeah. itself. Which is, it was kind of strange. I he like set it free. Well, he used it as bait to set that trap in like the tall grass. Yeah. To try and kill the Night Fury. The The real story in this movie is basically 
Hiccup letting go of Toothless? No, the real story is Night Fury repopulation through incest. <laughs> is that the real story? It's <laughs> how it ends. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess so. But, <laughs> like, they, spoiler alert, Night Fury and Light Fury eventually fuck. They don't show you that part, of course. Ugh. <laughs> Deleted scenes, maybe. I'm buying that. Buying that Blu-ray. <laughs> Gonna have a whack attack. <laughs> Is that what they call it now? That's what I call That's it now. What kids are calling it. It's <laughs> a real aggressive jerk sesh. A whack. It's attack. a whack attack. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like they have, they have like a, a whole litter of Night Fury, and it's important. Like I think the Night Fury is important because until they find the Light Fury. Toothless is the last surviving Night Fury. Yeah. But now there's like six of them between yeah. the the two and then their children. But how are they gonna keep going? Them kids gotta fuck each other. Oh, that is true. I didn't think about that. If you want to repopulate the Night Furies, either that or they fuck other dragons, but then they have hybrids, and then you got like all these mutts, and then at what point is it not even a Night Fury anymore? <laughs> you know what? You guys write in. Do you think these these dragons are incestually repopulating <laughs> the Night Furies? Because that's what I thought. I'm glad that you thought that during this movie. <laughs> hey, man. In a theater full of kids, what else do you want me to think about? <laughs> Jeez. But you know, I mean, the the main storyline to the movie is is Toothless and Hiccup, you know, basically separating at yeah, the end. Them and, them becoming like uh, comfortable enough, or well, really Hiccup becoming comfortable enough to let him go, and then let him lead his dragon kingdom while Hiccup can lead his people and yeah. stuff, and them both being comfortable with their role as a leader. The villain subplot, they play it off like it's a huge part of the movie. But it's probably the least important part of the movie. Yeah, you're right. And fair uh, point. I really did not like. I was the whole every time the villain was on screen, I'm like, this is so bland. Like, I wish they just did not even have this in here. I feel like he wasn't really on screen for a lot of time. But it's like all like the like the really climactic parts of the movie. It's like yeah, there's the scene where he's like in the darkness in his house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like. The whole scene where they like trap him, or whatever, in in his lair in that, and in that tower thing, you know, they burn uh, that whole bitch down. Yeah, there's. All I the, did all... like his dragons though. Those were oh, they look like cool, yeah, cool looking characters. And they had like the teeth that would like retract and like mm-hmm. you know extend out and everything. They, they had they like a tail gnarly. with like a needle type tail, like, like a scorpion type yeah. tail. Yeah, the, those things look gnarly. They were they were the true villains. I'd yeah. say. They, they were the, actually the scariest thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, they actually posed the biggest threat. And the other issue that I have with the movie, and maybe I don't know if you felt this way, every character who is not Hiccup or Astrid uh, has nothing to them. Yeah, they're basically just there for their jokes. They yeah. each have specific jokes, which has been like the kind of the theme through all of them is like, okay, we have all these like background characters. Let's cast them with. High-profile co- comedians, basically. Yeah. Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz-Plass, Kristen Wiig. Like, I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah. She's great. But, uh, you know... Just a side note. <laughs> <laughs> none of them really have much to do with the plot, and none of them really have any type of arc. They're just kind of there to, to make jokes. And a lot all the jokes, they only really act on the level of like what a kid is going to appreciate. Yeah. Minus maybe the banging your mom stuff. Yeah. I yeah. can't imagine a little kid being like, that's funny because I want to bang Joey's mom. <laughs> it's like, you know what, I young sir? About, do that. I forgot about that. That was that that was funny. I like that little subplot there. But 
yeah, in if you guys stayed for the post credits, there's a scene where uh, Dirt Stash, played by Jonah Hill, totally cucks Hiccup. <laughs> bangs his mom in front of him. <laughs> Fucking your mom, bro. <laughs> We're using oh, my dragon gosh. skin condom. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's Owen Wilson. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Dirt Stash, quit fucking my mom over there. I'm trying to lead this village to be peace and prosperous. God, I wish I had a toothless dragon to fuck you up, buddy. You better not. Don't nut in my mom, bro. Damn, Light Fury taking away my dragon. <laughs> First... First, my dragon runs off to fuck some other dragon, and now my best friend runs off to fuck my mom. I thought my mom was dead. Now I wish she was dead. Oh, jeez. That's what? really bad. That was him. That was him in the movie. That has nothing to do what? with What? I'm me. just quoting the movie. Yeah. Don't make me the villain here. Verbatim. So, I don't know. I want to I hear, hear some of what you thought. So, one thing that I was a little bit almost concerned for the people in was they're fleeing their old home and they find this new Island and the people there are like super stoked on it. And they're like, we should just live here. And they're like, okay, fine. But then we're going to keep looking for the hidden world, blah, blah, blah. Battle ensues. End of the movie. They set their dragons free and they're really happy with this new Island they're on. So now they don't have dragons. Did you see how steep that Island was? Yeah. (laughs) Guess what? You're never leaving Leaving. that Island. No. Who, what? You're just like, you're basically like, okay, bye dragons. Thanks for dropping us off on this mountain that we will never be able to leave ever. (laughs) Like you're not getting a boat down to the water. Like it is, it is so, so high up. It's like legit in the clouds level steep. And it's a immediate drop off. It's not a gradual slope down. It's a straight up fucking drop. (laughs) Yeah. Straight down to the fucking ocean you're dead your kid is playing too close to the edge your kid's dead yeah everyone's kids are dying in this movie (laughs) i definitely thought the same thing actually thanks thanks for that and there's also there's a lot of they say thor a lot in this thor they're like thank thor instead of thank god oh really i didn't even because they're like vikings and stuff but then also there's the asgard is its people speech you know, when he's, they're saying, like, we have to leave, and everyone's like, but we've lived here, and your father, you know, gave you this kingdom to protect and everything. You can't just abandon it. And he's like, well, they're going to come and destroy us, so we got to go. Look what they did to my house. He burned it down. That's, like, act, end of Act 1 type shit. And he literally says, like, it, like, it's not about where we are. It's about us being together and everything. It's basically the Asgard is its people thing that Odin tells Thor in Ragnarok. Yeah. I, of course, I take notice to the Marvel Marvels. aspects of any movie. I'm like, how to train your dragon. So is this a prequel to Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> There's another review where we're like, is this a prequel There's to like, the Avengers? <laughs> There's like three reviews recently where I was just like, I think this is MCU. It's like backdoor MCU. I feel like that is its own segment on this show. And be like, and now time for backdoor MCU. MCU. <laughs> this is how this movie could be connected to the MCU. <laughs> it would be literally every movie. <laughs> I was, I was actually, I, I kind of went into this movie with not that high. Like, I, I actually saw the Rotten Tomato review before I saw it, so I was like, you know, I, I knew what people thought of it. I still wasn't really looking forward to it all that much. I don't really know why. It's, it's probably because the second one I found very 
mediocre. Yeah. And I like the first one actually a good amount. Like I, I own the first one, but the second one I saw it once in theaters and I was like, I'm, I'm done with that. I don't need to watch it ever again. But I was, I was pretty happy with this movie overall. I, I like the arc that they give to, to Hiccup. Yeah. I like seeing the uh, maturation of the character from the first movie to this one. I love the animation. The only real complaints I have with it are I don't like the villain. I don't like what they've done with the, you know, side characters. And yeah. I guess the only other like thing, and it's kind of a, a minor complaint, but like the movie's called The Hidden World. The Hidden World is definitely the most visually impressive thing in this movie. And it's mm-hmm. on screen for like two minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I was a little true. let down by that. Okay, I can see that. Because while we were there, I was like, this I didn't even is really... fucking awesome. Then, yeah, like... I didn't even really think about it like that, like, too much. Yeah. I guess it's more about finding the hidden world than it is being in the hidden world. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, I guess so. You dumbass. I, I guess so. I just, but, man, I wanted to spend more time there. But I wanted, I want to ask you, again, having not seen the first two movies, is is this villain especially weak compared to the previous villains? Because I don't... What are the other villains like in the first two? Honestly, I can't remember the second one. And okay. I, and I, and that's just because I saw it once. But in the first movie, I felt like almost like part of the villain was his not, dad. Was his dad in a sense. Is cuz he's like kind of like disapproval going, and, Yeah. Yeah. And and I like that because it doesn't need some guy who's just like, "Oh, I'm tough and I'm going to kill you." I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the first one's way more like intimate with the family and like the actual relationships that the characters build yeah which is why i like the first one so much okay the first one i think is is definitely the smartest and most original of the three which makes sense it's the first one Ooh, that actually brings me to something that either i heard somewhere or you might have told me before we had seen this do you i mean i don't want to spoil our like tomato tomato and grades and stuff like that but like how do you feel this stacks up to the other the previous two the first one's the best one Okay. This might be better than the second one. Okay. I'm kind of getting a little bit of the same vibe as from this one as I did the second one, but I'm leaning more towards this one being better than the second. I think I like this one more. Okay. Yeah. But That's the, good to know. I was the, just curious. The, the first the first one, though, is definitely my favorite, and I, and I would actually recommend watching the first one because it's very good. Did it come out in 2019? <laughs> no. <laughs> then I'm not going to see <laughs> it. it. Maybe in 2020. Maybe in 2020? Yeah. Okay. I'll double back. All right. I have no time to spare. <laughs> I used the January and February months to like catch up on stuff from last year like that I've always wanted to watch. I didn't. I used it to no. get ahead of you. Yeah, no, you, you took full advantage of it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else that you want to say? I have one more point, and then I think I've really hit everything I want to say on the movie. Yeah, like, like what you were saying, there's not a huge amount of flaws in it. Like, sure, like the villain's pretty weak. Again, not knowing how the other two stacked up or what those villains were like, I wasn't sure what I was missing or if I was missing anything. But I was, especially going into this with no expectations, like I was like pretty thoroughly impressed. Like even with the writing and stuff, you know, it's a kids' movie, so a lot of the humor is like dumbed down and everything. But there were some jokes that I wasn't like laughing out loud, like rolling around in the theater. But there was a uh, there was like a flat earther joke in this. So it was a round earther joke. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, oh yeah. Like, what do you think? Like the earth is like a, like round, like a ball, you idiot, like <laughs> type thing. And I thought, I thought that was like a pretty, pretty funny uh, little line there. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's, um, I, and I think this might affect my overall rating, but like 
I definitely uh, see that this movie is meant for kids. Yeah. Which is why, like, if I really wanted to get into, like, the story and stuff like that, I would probably pick it apart a little bit more. Yeah. But it's definitely... This this movie, and I feel like the franchise in general, is definitely catered more towards children than, than you know, ev- everyone. Yeah. Anyone could enjoy these movies. More, but- I'd say more so than, like... We talked about the Lego movies a couple weeks ago. Those, yeah. those have a lot more appeal for adults. This doesn't have a lot of that same appeal. Yeah. Especially in the sense of like humor and even just the story in general. Mm-hmm. It's not. It deals with like some mature topics of like letting go and just like growing older and, you know, trusting your your partner to, uh, you know, better yourself even like. You know, you know what I mean? Like you know, having, I yeah, like just trusting that the person who's there, like by your side, will like support you and like help you better yourself. I'm like those are a little bit more like adult, I guess, and ideas, but like it's not as mature of a film. It's not as mature of a film. Which and makes sense too. Yeah, it's, and the the humor in it is definitely meant more for kids. Like like yeah. you said, there's a couple jokes that you can appreciate, but when we were doing our Lego review, I feel like I was harder on the Lego movie because the first one was so like meta and smart for adults that that, yeah. that one seemed more it's at a really down. high bar. This this one seems more in line with the tone of all the other movies. Right. Where I went and being like, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, for sure. But no, overall I I, I actually really like this. The last thing I wanted to hit, there's a scene, and we've talked about it a couple times, where Toothless is basically trying to court the Light Fury. Oh, those are pretty good. D- did you like that scene? I, I, I actually did. That that was another one where I was just like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's the one with the sand that we keep talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, that was the scene where it first really stuck out to me, the um the animation quality of like the scenery. I appreciated that moment, and also at the same time didn't appreciate that moment. Oh, yeah? <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, from a story standpoint, the story just comes to a halt for about five minutes there. That's true. And I didn't like that. But at the same time, that scene, I couldn't help but think that that scene was one of those moments in the movie where they were kind of like the animators were just like, we're going to have fun here. We're just going to like mess around with the characters and see what we can do. And it reminded me a little bit. I don't know if you saw Incredibles 2 last year. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. You know how there's like three scenes in that movie where Jack Jack is just like, doing crazy shit yeah and it has nothing to do with the plot right it reminded me a lot of that where they were just like let's just let's just have fun with this yeah and they, and they were just kind of let's play with this character it's, it's and a make lot of, them do a bunch of gags interesting things bunch, yeah. of, bunch of gags so from a visual standpoint the sand and like the comedy and like the dancing and stuff i did enjoy but also it was very long i was sitting there for like five minutes like okay i'm i'm, I'm over this at this point like yeah let, let's get let's let's move on yeah, I feel you. I I kind of uh had a weird weird uh, like moment there while watching I mean, it. It's has to have those moments. It's a kids movie. It has to have like a kind of like a, I guess what you were saying before, like a kind of cute appeal to it. It does have a cute appeal to it. I mean, all all these movies have. Yeah, and especially I think because like with there's like a lot of battle scenes in this, mm-hmm. for, especially for a kids movie. You know, you need to balance out the heaviness of it, especially knowing you're gonna have like a kind of sad but sweet ending, like. You know, it's sad that all their dragons are leaving, and you've had three movies where you build this relationship and a whole with TV these characters. show too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, I did t- know yeah, that. It's a TV show as well. I've seen pieces of that because Logan will watch that at home because I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, this is also based on a book. Really? Yeah. 
like a real book. I think it's like yeah, kids books, but like yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it long was a they book were. before the movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a book before the movies. Interesting. Did yeah. not know that. I like I said, I don't know. It, it may have just been like a 20 page book type for like little kids, and they were thing. like, we can stretch this. Yeah, like you know what? We saw how good the Cat in the Hat was. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> well, do you have these goddamn Rotten Tomato scores? I do. Hit me with a fucking tomato and a fucking tomato. Tomato. Yeah. 91. It's high. Have all of these been in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Shit. Like I said, 98, first one, 92, the second one, 91, third one. Holy shit. Yeah. Tomato, 89. Very close. Very close. Very you got close. an A minus and a B plus. I'm going to say tomato. I am also going tomato. Very good. What's your letter grade on it? My letter grade would be about like a B. I'm I'd going say this is a B. I'm going B minus. Okay. That's mm-hmm. fine because I actually saved a uh a thing on my phone that is a <laughs> breakdown of letter grades and like the percentage range mm-hmm. for each of those. So a B is between like an eighty three and an eighty six. A B minus is between like an eighty and eighty two. I would probably give this like an eighty three, eighty four. Yeah. So that's why I just I gave it a B because when I left the theater again, my grade might be higher than yours because I haven't seen the other one. So I didn't know what I was going to be walking into. So I was super impressed by the visuals of it, expecting that it wouldn't be that good because, you know, why would they need to make it that good, that good if it's for kids? Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting the visuals to be so like I said, hyper-realistic while also having these stylized characters. So I liked that a lot. The movie did have some like emotional uh, like gravitas to it and also wasn't expecting that. I was both happily surprised but also saddened because when I left the movie, I was like, I think I have to give this a higher grade than Captain Marvel. <laughs> because that was the movie I had seen right before this. The day before, I think, yeah. or two days before. And mm-hmm. I was like, shit shit (laughs) what the fuck what is my life how to train your dragon gets a higher grade this year than captain marvel what is happening to me yeah that's that's crazy i'm a shell of a man this is what happens when you become a father (laughs) or a podcaster (laughs) or a podcaster and you have to see every movie yeah for me honestly like for the most part i like this story i think the villain subplot is a waste of time and that brings it down a little like quite a bit for me but I really liked the arc of the main character, at least. The animation's amazing in this. Honestly, the biggest reason why I'm giving this a B- is, for me personally, it's not a movie for me. It's meant for kids. Yeah. I think if you're a kid and you go see this, you're going to love this. Like yeah. This is definitely a movie where if you bring your kids, they're going to you know, be all about this. But I can see this being bearable because also I've mentioned in the Lego movie episode that I watch animated movies with the scope of, okay, if I'm watching this with my son, can I put up with this? And this is so much better than any of the Despicable Me movies. For there sure. are no musical numbers in this. So there's nothing like there that's I really super annoying. That. Yeah, I figured you might. So there's nothing there that's like super. There's nothing that's really super annoying about this movie with the exception of Jay Baruchel's voice. <laughs> yeah. That. But even that, like, you can kind of, like, get used to. I told you at the beginning of the episode that I think I like these movies a little bit less than the average person. Yeah. So, for instance, that first one's at a 98. I'd give it, like, an A-. minus. 
That's still really good, though. It, no, it is still really good. Shit, even uh, you giving it a B minus is what you you gave it, right? Yeah, that's still good. That's like an eighty, yeah. eighty two. Like that's a fine fucking grade, especially yeah. for a kids movie. Because you know we've talked about like kids movies don't really need to shoot for the stars in terms of like making their money back or even making huge profits because. Kids will just go to these movies because a lot of times parents are just like, I need something to do with these fucking kids Kids. (laughs) where they don't talk for two hours because holy shit, do I feel that, man. This movie has almost quadrupled its budget. Wow. And it hasn't been out that long. Yeah, no, this is, I think, I think it's been out for three weeks now. Two weeks? That's really good. How much did it cost to make? Did you say a number before? You just said that it It cost less to make, It was. It was less. This one was at $129 million. To make? To, to make 129 so they're they're pushing 400 mil right now it's at 442 damn bro yeah wow so are are these all like huge successes like that is it making exponentially more money because like when you look at i'm just using other animated movies like despicable me one just for easy numbers I, I know this isn't right but let's say the first one made 400 million i know the next one made 500 million and then the third one made 600 million and then the minions movie makes like no, I think the third one made like over a billion dollars. Yeah, Despicable no. Me. Yeah, those get exponentially bigger and bigger every time one comes out. Are we seeing a similar trend in this? Because it must be successful if they've yeah bothered making like the TV show and like I've seen bedspreads and these toys for for years and years. These things have been all over the place. Yeah. So the first one, I I only looked at it once. I don't have it written down. The first one cost around like 165 million to make. Yeah, and it ended up making 500. Wow. Okay. So strong. Um, yeah. You know, like three times, four times, whatever it is, did really good. The second one cost, I think it was about like 145 to make. Okay. And then it made, I think, 650. Okay. So this is right right in the wheelhouse. So same, this same one's amount. getting up there. This, and again, this we're cost only 129. And, yeah. Yeah. So and, and we're getting. You know, we're three weeks in and they're already almost at what the first one made. Yeah. There's probably a good chance that this movie will beat out the second one. I would would not be surprised. It'll probably be in theaters for maybe like four to six more weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And there's not really any other kids movies that are out right now that could really compete with it, with the exception of Lego Movie 2. I mean, also, I mean, Captain Marvel to a degree. Right, because that'll just keep people away, like keep because everyone's gonna see theaters. everyone's seeing these movies at this point. Yeah, and Captain Marvel is taking up so many theaters that there's just less show times for the other movies. Because mm-hmm. that's a problem I've been having is I'm trying to go to the movies and see other movies, and Captain Marvel's playing like six theaters out of a out of a you know a movie theater that only has sixteen like yeah. auditorium so it's like <laughs> cool like that was I, I guess i could only go at five o'clock or 11 p.m like <laughs> that was my problem last year there was a lot of like indie movies that i really wanted to see they just and weren't I, showing up in i couldn't theaters. see them because black panther and infinity war were taking up like That's right they were out 30, at the same time yeah, like 30 theaters at once and, I was and like, black panther was doing so well that even by the time infinity war came out black panther had been out for like six weeks but it was still usually by that time it's like okay there's only like three or four showings a day that movie was still getting like ten showings a day it was crazy Black Panther two came out I think in February yeah and it held out until for like over two months yeah like it was in theaters for it was in theaters for like three months and then it came back for a bit because yeah. they did like the Marvel ten type thing and and it came for the Oscars back again for the Oscars yeah that movie in total is probably in theaters for four months. Probably a yeah. third. Of, it probably spent a third of a year in theaters. That's bananas. I want, 
man, I wonder if there's been a movie that's been in theaters longer than that. Yeah, for like a cumulatively longer period of time. Yeah, it's insane how long because i kept looking i was like how is that movie still in theaters like that's crazy i mean it's gonna make sense that when endgame comes out captain marvel will still be in theaters because they're only being released within a month of each other Mm -hmm. which is insane on its own you know what's also crazy about black panther like we're talking about how long it was in theaters a lot of movies especially movies that are very intense in cg they do extremely well overseas yeah like there's plenty of movies that are horrible and they like kill it overseas just because just they're blow, CG fest blow it out of the water um, black panther made i think it's like 1.3 like 1.35 billion dollars mm-hmm. and more than half of it was from the united states that's awesome yeah good for us mm-hmm. we almost never do that no yeah. a lot of movies they'll make like shit we only made like 140 mil in the u.s but don't worry because we're gonna make 600 mil in china yeah alone mm-hmm yeah, I think it was something like it's like a dollar per person in China. <laughs> <laughs> it made it made seven hundred million here, and then it was like six thirty or whatever overseas. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, but I know I think I saw it twice in theaters. I think I think I saw it at least twice in theaters. Black Panther. I only saw it the one time with you, and we went to a discount cinema for it. <laughs> That's right. That was pre A list. Yeah. You had Movie Pass. I just forced you into going to a place where I, it wouldn't. work. I couldn't use Movie Pass at that theater. I know because they don't take card. Yeah, cash only, baby. I hate that theater. <laughs> well, now it doesn't matter. We never have to go there again because we get into movies for free, basically. I, after seeing Infinity War, there, I was, I was done with them. Actually, yeah, that's definitely not the place to see it. No, but well, for for the listener, I went and saw Infinity War there. Granted, I had already seen it multiple times, but yeah. when I went there, the projector broke. And I sat in oh. darkness for like 45 minutes. Maybe uh, maybe the projector disappeared in the snap. <laughs> in the snapping. <laughs> he snapped his finger. You just see the projector. <laughs> like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, no. This, this movie was a little bit of a surprise for me. I feel like trilogies typically don't get better. Especially I don't have since... a like to stand on in that argument in terms of this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the second one. So I was kind of, I was a little bit off the train. Yeah, and this this was surprisingly good. I enjoyed this. Yeah, and I think it speaks volumes that I didn't see the first two movies, but I can still grade this movie in like the low to mid eighties. Like, I mean, that says a lot. Like, I didn't feel totally just lost. There were definitely some questions that I had, but I just that was my own fault. So yeah, I felt like this movie. It, like, if you you hadn't seen it, you could still appreciate a lot of the stuff. Like, there wasn't many details that were necessary going forward and they did a good job with like flashbacks and stuff telling you as much as you needed to know yeah like there's the flashbacks with his dad and stuff and you can obviously piece together because he's not in the movie that his dad is dead right for a second i was confused because a lot of the vikings look the same that i thought that the viking earlier in the movie who seems like drunk in the uh the one in, that like, keeps the hall yeah, he keeps seeing those purple baby dragon things he keeps yeah i out. thought that that was his dad when i looked at the flashbacks and everything and then i realized shortly after i'm like oh no that's not right yeah no, i mean i i guess i could see that having seen the other movies there's such a contrast between the two characters whatever that... okay fine you think you're smarter than me because you saw how to train your dragon one and two <laughs> you dick i mean that character his dad's voiced by gerard butler okay just think of the characters he plays. Does he play a lot of dead dads? These <laughs> are just a lot of like meatheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a good time. Yeah. Same for me, man. And 
we hope that you guys had a good time listening. And if you didn't have a good time, I guess go fuck yourself. <laughs> but no, we, we want to hear from everybody. Good time or bad. But preferably you had a good time. So much so that you go and leave us a five-star review. I don't remember if it was last week's episode or the week before. Because I am bad at writing these these things down. But we have a threadless shop now. And we have some shirts that we want to give away for people. So we want you guys to hit us up with some positive reviews. Hit up the Apple Podcast app. Like when you, If you're, this is how you're listening to us, it takes two seconds. You scroll to the bottom of our feed. Just hit that five-star review. Leave a nice little, uh, little message or comment in there telling us why you like it. Anybody who leaves a review for us will be entered in to win a free shirt. So as soon as we hit 10 five-star reviews on Apple, now you could, you could review us on other, on other, you know, areas. Like if you don't have, you know, an iPhone or you're not listening to us on Apple, you could always go to our Facebook and leave us reviews there. Spotify, Spotify, yeah, I think Stitcher, any of those. So we'll check all of them. We will compile everybody who reviews us. You will all be entered. But the ending point will be once we hit 10 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And then at that point, we'll kind of take all of all of these reviews. We'll find out everybody's names. We're going to just kind of like randomize the shit. I don't know, pick them out of a big-ass hat. We're going to have to buy a big hat. <laughs> We're spending a lot of money on this production. But we'll we'll pick a winner. We'll reach out to you guys, and we're gonna send you some free shit. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we will pick up a copy of uh, some fucking movie that we love or hate. You won't know until you get it, <laughs> and uh, we'll sign it for you. <laughs> we'll send you a movie we had nothing to do, do with. It. <laughs> we'll sign it, and you can. Throw it straight into the garbage. That's gonna be worth money someday, kid. We'll we'll <laughs> we're gonna buy you Kong Skull Island because it's a great movie, Mm-mm. and uh, we will both we'll both sign that and throw that in with the T-shirt or something. We'll make it worth your while. Basically, take two seconds, give us a review, hit us up, follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. I will say the T-shirts are actually very nice. They are very nice. Yeah. I ordered them as samples and ordered extras just in case. I was surprised. I was surprised. I was worried about the uh, quality having never used this service before, but it's, if you go to, I think it's two dudes, movie reviews dot threadless dot com. It might be threadless dot two dudes, movie reviews, but I'm pretty sure it's two dudes, movie reviews dot threadless dot com. Just look us up on threadless. You'll find it right now. We only have the one design of our podcast logo, but it's on a whole bunch of different stuff. Hoodies, Baseball tees, t-shirts, tank tops, got women's cuts, men's cuts, all that shit. I found it. You found you found the thread list. Was I right? It's it, it is it's two dudes movie reviews dot threadless.com. You heard it here first, folks. And you okay. heard it here only, because I'm sure no one else is plugging in this website for us. <laughs> I actually have a couple ideas for some more uh, t-shirt designs, so as they start popping up, we'll tell you guys about them. Yeah. I'm very excited. I know we've talked about a few. There's some good ideas. Yeah, you guys are just going to have to wait to find out. But until then, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>